of stuff on your mind and you're just feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. Welcome back to episode 7 of Aaron Air Out. This will be the famous 7 second episode. Take it easy, folks. I'm just joshing. There was a big part of me that wanted to just end the podcast there and just do that. Just for, I think it's a funny joke. However, I think it's a major disrespect to my loving audience that has stuck around for 7 episodes that is, if you listen to one episode a day, you can get through a whole week of my podcast. That's seven hours. Um, maybe more seven hours than me talking. I think we're getting better every week. I say that every week, and I'm going to continue to say that every week because I continue to improve because I always strive for greatness, and I never let myself falter. That's not true at all. I incredibly, I falter continuously on an everyday basis. But it's not about how many times you falter, it's how many times you falter and get back up from your falter. Imagine if I just talked really fast for these podcasts and just, I could really cut down on time for you and me. You could listen to these podcasts really fast. I could just start talking really fast and then everything on topic is just really fast. I'm really scrambling here. Episode seven, we're back from a, coming back from a great episode, I think. Episode six was just the highlight. That's when I think I hit my, really hit the peak of what this podcast is supposed to be, which is something I've been questioning about a lot of the stuff I'm making is what do I want to make? What am I you know, what's the final product? What's the goal? And that's what we're going to talk about in this intro. Goals. I, as I mentioned before, I was heading home for Thanksgiving last weekend. I got to spend the Saturday at Friendsgiving. We had a little potluck and everyone absolutely knocked it out of the park, honestly. My goal, in my head, my voice is sounding like raspier or deeper. Did I just hit puberty after Thanksgiving? Did shaving the beard like make me more masculine? I don't know. I'm looking forward to edit this and see what my voice sounds like if it did improve and became a much more masculine, deeper voice. Now I'm doing that on purpose. Anyways, I was, I'm so good at getting off topic just like that. Anyways, I'm so good at getting off topic just like that. Anyways, we were at Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. I, my goal, my goal, my job was to bring the mashed taters and a carrot cake which my mom ended up making the carrot cake and she almost forgot the baking powder which is a thing she does uh the first year i moved into a house in waterloo outside of residence so my second year of school she baked me uh my favorite banana muffins they're essentially like banana bread but in a muffin form chocolate chip as well and i was like super excited to get them ate one and it was absolutely disgusting absolutely awful because she forgot the baking powder that's like that's the thing she always forgets when she's baking is the baking powder. It's the only thing that's baking's in the name of it. You'd think it'd be the only ingredient you'd remember, but it always slips her mind. And if you, I don't know what baking powder does. I'm not a. I guess I'm not a chemist. I don't know what. I guess it's a base. Does it neutralize the acids? Does it do something? Does it inflate stuff? Does it deflate stuff? I don't know. But whatever it is, it makes muffins taste good. I can tell you that. And those muffins tasted awful. But I still ate every single one because it was still like the texture was still there. And it was like, you can tell someone tried to make banana muffins out of these. It wasn't that far off that they were unedible. It was just the flavor profile was uh, that of banana flavored dirt, I would say. So 
uh, she makes these carrot cakes for me. Uh, she made one for our family Thanksgiving that we did on Sunday and then another one for friends Thanksgiving on Saturday. And she tells me like on Friday the night before, I actually forgot to put baking powder in. So I quickly took them out of the oven, added baking powder, mixed it up and then put it back in the oven. So already I'm scared that I'm going to be serving people a carrot cake that tastes like uh, well carrot, carrot flavored soil. And unfortunately, they, it came out turning great. Everyone loved it. Lucas could barely finish it because his eyes are bigger than his belly. And he barely finished his dinner. So shame him. Please shame him. But everyone absolutely knocked their potlucks out of the park. Reed made a delicious broccoli and cheese and crouton dish, which I don't even like broccoli, and I ate all of it. Not the entire dish, but all of my portion of it. Uh, I, I Like I said, I made, I made a regular mashed potatoes with some some Yukon Golds. I think Yukon Golds. I don't know any other type of potato other than Yukon Gold. And then uh, a sweet potato one, which sweet potatoes are like becoming my more preferred potato. They're like candy potatoes. They just got more sugar and they taste better. And you have to do very little prepare them. You just heat them up. And they're like, they're already mashed inside themselves. It's genius. Whoever invented the sweet potato was on like another level. God, if that was you, Big, big ups to that one. Big ups on the sweet potato. Keep up more more sweet veg, sweet carrots. Add those in there, honestly, next patch. Like, sweet beets. Are beets already sweet? I just I think for, just for the name, sweet beets, it would be a great addition to the world. Sweet cucumbers. Sweet broccoli. I said I don't like broccoli. Add some sweet broccoli in there. Then I'd, then I'd definitely probably go for it. Uh, who else made what? Henry made dressing. Everyone called it stuffing, but if it's not in a turkey, it's not stuffing. It's made outside of a turkey, therefore it's dressing. I'm gonna address that right now. Sana made some delicious cookies. Sarah made um what are the vegetables? Carrots and Brussels sprouts, as well as some red cabbage. And uh homemade gravy and cranberries from cans, the Flipwitz cannery. And Lucas was the the man of the event. He deep fried a turkey, which I've never seen before. I should actually put that video out on Instagram like way late now, but I don't think a lot of people have seen deep fried turkey. It was crazy the amount of oil he brought. I think he brought 18 liters of oil, which was six judge, six judges, six jugs. God. And he used, oh, I don't want to say four and a half of them. Don't quote me on that. Don't take me to court for that. But that's my best estimate. Four and a half. I think he said he had one and a half left over. There's a lot of oil. And then he just dropped the turkey into this big bucket and it cooks in like 50 minutes. It's a dangerous procedure, though. It has to be completely dry, completely thawed, completely dry. No water in it or else it'll just explode if you're not familiar with oil and water. Uh, it came out delicious, though. The skin were like turkey chips, super crispy and crunchy. You get, like, good ones where it's almost like a little grease inside it. Like, there are some that are too cooked that it's just, like, eating a wood chip. Uh, but the other ones are, like, yeah, turkey-flavored potato chips and absolutely delicious. You bite into them, there's, like, a little squirt of grease in there in your mouth. Mmm, delicious. And the rest of the turkey tastes exactly as you ex expect a turkey that cooks for, like, six hours in the oven. Uh, but you do it in a, a third of the time, a sixth of the time. I don't know how long tur turkey cooks. It just depends on the size. But it was amazing. Uh, big success. A nice weekend seeing the friends. Oh, I was looking forward to that for a long time. A long time being the two weeks we had planned it. But that was kind of that was my first time seeing them since I'd uh, stepped off and done this this podcast route. I was just gonna say the comedy route, but I haven't done thinking about it. I haven't actually done anything. Everyone's been saying like, "Good job, Aaron, you're doing great." 
all I've literally done is started a podcast where I record an hour every Thursday and then edit it for an hour every Friday and put it up. And those aren't even stagnant dates. This might be the only podcast where no one knows when it's going to come out, including me, and I record it. I think I started, the first one came out on Tuesday, then I moved to Wednesday, then I went to Thursday, and then I moved to Friday. So at some point, it's going to come out on Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll agree back to Tuesdays eventually. And it's just going to, it's the rotating podcast. Yeah, I, st- I started a podcast and I started to record my walks, which I was already doing. Very unimpressive. I don't know why you guys are so impressed by that. But people are enjoying it. Hana, if you're listening, thank you for being a fan. Uh, Sana was telling me all about your, your fandom, and you probably might be my biggest fan at this point. The only person I don't actually know that listens to the podcast and enjoys it, which is good. That means that if people solely find my podcast, they should be able to enjoy who I am as a person. Because I think this podcast is a good reflection of who I am. I try to be very authentic and include my mistakes and my falters in the final product as I'm editing this. So it was really cool to hear that uh, everyone's been loving it and big, uh, big compliments for last week's episode of telling some stories, reading the diary. People really dug it and felt uh, they felt that I was being very natural and it came out well. So that's what we're going to try to replicate again. But yeah, and then after Friends Thanksgiving, you know, we hung around. It was a great time. Sunday had family Thanksgiving. It was it was still a good time. I mean, no offense to my family, but it was maybe less of a good time than the friends. But that's just because there was more of us and we're all younger and more able-bodied to have fun. That sounds weird. We weren't like wrestling or anything. Um, it wasn't a, a Friendsgiving fight club. But it was, uh, you know, you know how it is. I don't have to explain it. We're all people here. You get it. Being 26 years old with all your 26-year-old friends and 27-year-old friends is like a good hangout. And being at home where you've already spent so much time with those people, it's like, you know, they know what they're getting. Yeah, whatever. It was a good weekend, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was also a very important learning weekend for me. This is the air out portion of air and air out. We haven't done an air out in a while, but I definitely went back home. Uh, I said I was excited to go home. I was definitely more excited to see a particular person and, you know, see what things would happen. Um, we'll keep this ambiguous and keep this about me. Yeah, I was, I was more excited to see one particular person, uh, hoping coming back. I had this idea of that I would come back from Barry, a different man, which I did. I did, but just for different reasons. You know, I, how can I sufficely say this? I learned that you cannot depend on your, you cannot have your happiness dependent on a person i was uh i mean not even just now but my entire life i've been very dependent on other people and hanging out with them to like i'm always like that's when i'm at my best that's when i'm really enjoying things when i'm sharing it with other people and then when i'm by myself things are like kind of boring and i'm like man i wish how can i like spice this up and that's when you get into drinking smoking jerking you know all those things you do by yourself just to kind of get that dopamine hit, eating junk food, something just that for that immediate gratification, rather than actually doing fun, something fun, and enjoying your time with yourself. Yeah, I'm always, I'm very much like, if I'm with these people, I'm having a good time. So then, you know, I get in my head that like, well, I need to be, I'm, ha- I was happy in the past with this person, therefore, f- for me to be happy in the future, I have to be with this person. So I thought, you know, maybe things would turn out that way. They didn't. <laughs> 
which I'm not upset about. I think it is the right choice, and I do need to do some growing up and learning how to take care of myself and, you know, appreciate my own solo time and making things great for myself and not just focus on making other people happy to make myself happy. Uh, so that's a very, uh, very important lesson I learned this weekend, and I think I came back a smarter and healthier person for it, even though uh, there were some sad moments where I was unhappy with the results that were happening. And I was, yeah, you know, it was an emotional weekend, but you got to have a, what did I say in the last, you can't have, I don't say this, I stole this from someone, but you can't have a, a breakthrough without a breakdown. And I definitely had a breakdown this weekend, but now we're we're through on the other side and we're even better. I am beardless. If you don't follow me on Instagram and haven't seen that, the three-year beard has been removed and it, and now it is just a mustache, which the mustache was originally just for a video shoot we're doing actually tonight after my fitness class and Ethan's uh, TAing his tutorial. The mustache is kind of growing on me, no pun intended. I know it literally is, but as like the first couple days after shaving my beard, I was like, this looks horrible. I haven't seen my chin in so long. My face is so much smaller than I thought it was. I felt very vulnerable and like naked that like people could see my entire, the entirety of my face. It's like I've been wearing a bandana for three years, just hiding everything nose down. And now everyone can see it in clear daylight. So it was pretty jarring. I went to the bathroom. I shaved it Sunday night and like going to the bathroom at like 3 a.m. I like caught myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, who is that? Who's that creepy man wandering in the bathrooms at night? It was me. That was me. But now I'm like, I'm kind of digging it. I don't know if you guys have bathrooms in your house where like this is the bathroom that makes me look good and this is the bathroom that I think is what everyone else actually sees. Here in Waterloo, there's our bathroom on our main floor, which you can see in my house tour video on youtube.com slash Aaron the Brock. The bathroom on the main floor is like very dark and the lighting in it is just at one side. It's like those big like makeup, uh, like the makeup trailer lights you see in like movies and things, like the big balls on top of the mirror. And it looks great for the mustache. It makes, I look in that mirror and I'm like, wow, I look incredible. I look like an action star. I look like a tough masculine man. You can see with like an apron on, just flipping burgers at the grill, you know, chucking people cold drinks out of the cooler without even looking at it. Everyone's gathered around me like I'm the alpha alpha griller. But then you go into the bathroom upstairs. That's much more open, lighter colors. The lighting is uh, like those soft yellow lights, um, in, incandescent lights. And I look like I shouldn't be allowed near schools. I know I got to stay away from that. I, I don't go near them during business hours. Uh, I look like I shouldn't be approaching people. I look very uh, insecure and... I just look like Weasley, you know, it's not a good look in this bathroom. So I don't actually know what it looks like, but I think it all comes down to the confidence with which you carry this mustache. That's very important with your mustache dumb. If you are acting like kind of nervous about it or shy about it, that mustache is going to look creepy. But if you're confident about it, that mustache is now a sense of power. It's saying that I don't need an entire beard to show off my manliness. I just need my upper lip covered and I command the room. No, it does great power in a mustache, but it can also be a great weakness. So you got to be careful with how you use it. And I'm going to try to use mine powerfully. Powerfully. Right now, I just, I changed after my shower before this podcast, and I put on kind of like my favorite style of shirt. I don't really know what they're called, but they're like the patterned button-up collared shirts. This one's got pineapples all over it, like high-quality pineapples. If you know my pineapple shirts, I can try and describe. It's not the one that's like 
like painted like stenciled pineapples what's that thing where you like have the you lay it on a t-shirt and then you rub the paint over it and like i think it's a stencil and then it's like only paint certain areas of it it's not that shirt it's the one that they actually look like pineapples and it looks it's like a good look with the mustache honestly it is very much that tom Selleck magnum pi look uh, and i'm digging it this is it really suits the mustache really suits my style now i'm kind of it's grown on me repeating myself but i'm liking it. i think it might stay around longer than just for this cop video it might become a a uh what's it called a permanent attribute to my face for a bit but we'll see what future holds we'll see what that brings now i said i wanted to talk about goals and that was something i uh learned after this weekend after learning that i need to learn how to take care of myself and make myself happy and i realized i don't really have any goals at all whatsoever and that's kind of why it's been difficult for me to get things going here in waterloo i feel like I don't have a clear sense of direction in what I want to get out of this and also where I want to go in life. It's very much, I have these things I kind of like doing. Like the podcast, I enjoy doing this. I like this talking, even though it takes me a while to hit record and actually sit down and do it. Once I get rolling, I'm rolling and I'm good to go. But yeah, the podcast I enjoy doing. The weekly wanders, if you'll notice, there was not one this week. I'm going to try and put something together tomorrow, but they're kind of falling apart because there is no direction in them. And the idea I had for them was it was going to be this vlog. We can watch my entire journey unfold and where I started. And like slowly as things progress for me and get better, you'll see, you know, daily videos of me, not oh, daily clips of me combined, edited into a one video throughout the week, showing off how I got there and how I'm doing. And then the weekly wander just turned into me recording myself on a hike in a random place every week, just talking about uh whatever comes across my mind essentially trying to do a live podcast out in the woods um so i didn't really like where that was going i was editing the last one the woolwich boogaloo and it's, it was just not good like there was no energy in it you can tell i wasn't having a good time in the editing i was super bored doing the editing so i'm like there's nothing here i just have an hour of footage of me filming trees and barely anything of me talking to the camera because i'm like a chicken baby so I was doing some thinking last night and I kind of, I think I figured out what I want to do with those weekly wanders. And I think at some point I'll have to maybe do a different style of just special episodes when things are actually happening uh, in my, uh, this fake career. When things are progressing to something, Lucas did give me a contact info for stand-up comedy in Waterloo and a guy who's done it. Now I got to work up the courage to actually contact them and see what I can get going there, but yeah, the Weekly Wanders are going to be revamped. I still got to like look at this YouTube thing. I haven't really figured out what I want to do with YouTube. The TikTok did great. It got like 2,000 views. Last week I said I got 200. It just blew up. So YouTube Shorts seem to be a good way to gain viewership. I got like three subscribers as well. I don't know if that translated over to the podcast. Uh, they are all on YouTube, but I can't tell who listened to it um, and who didn't. They're just all They're just all numbers. But I need to figure out what my goal is for YouTube and start putting it in. I think the key is, oh, what's the word they call it? Effort. I think that's something that's been pretty well lacking. Effort has been lacking in my content. Uh, there's a lot of just, I throw something together and put it out there, which, I mean, it kind of works out. Like people are like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. I enjoyed that. But imagine I actually did a lot of work. Like the quarry video everyone was saying was so much better than the Woolwich video because i mean i put extra editing into it and i was like 
more confident in myself because there's no one around. So I was having fun with it. So that's where effort gets you better content, which who, who'd have thought that was the equation you needed. Hard work equals better payoff. And this podcast is very much like still, I just record and then edit out the ums and buts and blanks. And then I put it out there and there's not much additive to it. I said that a while ago too. I want to start adding more sounds and stuff to this podcast. You know, Ethan's in charge of the music, but I feel like there's more I could fit in between these sections of me just talking just to kind of keep things spicy, you know? Little saucy podcast. So it's a long way to go. It's more just, uh, I think, getting comfort with this and being more disciplined myself and stop having these days where I do absolutely nothing. Like yesterday, where I was supposed to record a weekly wander thing, and I just didn't do it. I filmed some stuff with Ethan and Martin for our upcoming YouTube channel. Uh, and they show me the videos that they've done, they've edited so far, and it's looking they're looking really good. I'm excited for those to get released, and uh, maybe most of the sketch work will be done with those guys, and then I can just film some shorts and stuff by myself if I have solo ideas. But it's a lot easier making those uh, collab videos than it is doing stuff solo. So getting back to the goals, I gotta really sit down and analyze what I want to get out of this to kind of paint myself a path I want to follow. What do I want the podcast to be? What do I want the weekly wanted to be? I think actually writing these things down will be good rather than just keeping it in my head. And also some like smaller, more attainable goals. Like I should really get back to playing this guitar and set a goal like, hey, just learn the intro to the song by the end of the month, you know? Super small, attainable ones. Uh, I think there was something, I'm going to actually look this up right now. Smart goals. This is something my, my therapist taught me. Um, let me find it. Ready to go. Yeah, so setting smart goals is something my therapist taught me. So smart, S, the goal should be specific. M, measurable or meaningful. So you can like track your progress and, you know, see how it's changing over time. Attainable, which I'm pretty good at. I think like learn a song in a month is attainable. That's something you can do rather than be like start a band in a month. Uh, relevant or or rewarding. I guess these all have secondary ones, but I'm just going to read the first one. Relevant or rewarding. Uh, so playing guitar is relevant to, to me because I enjoy music and I enjoy the process of playing music. I think I enjoyed saxophone for six years, so I assume there is some musical interest in my in my bones. And T, time-bound or trackable. So there is a limit on it. It's not just, I'm going to learn a song by the end of my life. And then like on my deathbed, I finally play Wonderwall for you guys and like nailed it. All done. Pack away the guitar. So that's what I got to start doing, sitting down, doing more of that. I went on my phone the other day and like updated all my app timers, which I had them like YouTube. I gave myself an hour. Uh, Reddit, I just took off my phone because it's just a time suck. If I want to go on Reddit, I can go on my computer. Uh, Google Chrome, I gave myself like an hour. TikTok, I did, never had an issue with TikTok, but as soon as I took down off YouTube, I'm like, I'm jumping around to TikTok and watching these before bed. So I added all these app timers and like I give myself 15 minutes of YouTube a day now on my phone, which is pretty much used to get Adrian's video up on our Chromecast in the morning. So hopefully that will get me to spend less time lying in bed on my phone and more time just focusing on this and what I want. And uh, I guess uh, in another bit of news, I said in a different episode last week or the week before that I wanted to start applying to jobs and start making some money. And that was supposed to be like a longer term goal, but it actually happened way easier than I thought. I applied to, on Tuesday, three jobs. 
one job with UPS and two jobs as dog walkers. I think, it, I mean, the dog walker was definitely like the job I wanted more. I think that's not even a job. Walk, getting paid to walk dogs. Like I already walk dogs. I already go for walks and spending time with a dog is not a hardship or a burden on me. That's like, you're giving me a gift getting to hang out with a dog all day and multiple dogs throughout the day. Incredible. But uh, the dog walkers never got back to me. UPS though, like six minutes after I submitted my application, they called me and were like, hey, you know, we're ready to offer you the job. Here's the what the job is. Essentially, I just ride around in the truck and then go drop off the package at the front door and bring it back or the opposite, go pick up the package and bring it back to the truck. And that's it. I'm just like the errand boy for the UPS driver in the house. Um, and I, they picked me up at a YMCA nearby. I haven't actually done the orientation yet. That's next Tuesday. I just submitted my criminal background check, and then they call me back to like say it's A-OK because I've never committed a crime. I did get a speeding ticket last year, but I don't think that's going to take me away from UPS. Um, and it's like the timing of it. It's part-time job. The longest days, they said, are like 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Every other day will probably be like 1 to 4 or 1 to 5. So like three to six hour days monday to friday no weekends so it gives me still a ton of time like in the morning to figure stuff out and like do my exercising in that and then in the evening i still have time to record the podcast and everything and i think just being more active and doing more things is going to help me stay productive and stay on top of things rather than all this free time i have i can always like push things into the future right now so i'm really i'm looking forward to actually you know, a making some money. It's a it's a pretty good paying job. It's like eighteen bucks an hour just to run back and forth from a truck to a patio. Like that's that's awesome. Plus some incentives to financial incentives to stick around long term because I guess there is a high turnover rate. It was very suspicious when like I applied and then they immediately called me because I'm like, there's no way they read any of my application. They're like, he's living, breathing, hire him. That's it. So I didn't know if I wanted to take it. Then I talked to Ethan. He's like, yeah, there's a high turnover rate at UPS. So it makes sense. So hopefully that all works out and I make it through the entire season, get my full incentive bonus. And maybe that will track into next year. And I just never have to worry about money. I just am a UPS errand boy. And then I podcast and shoot some videos. So that'd be very cool. Very, very cool. That's one goal down, actually. That's the stress of money. And like, I was you know, thinking, okay, I can maybe get through November and then I have to start making some money to pay back, you know, the credit cards I'm on and pay for my rent and student loan and everything. And now that, check that box, done. It's like the universe was just waiting for me to put in a little effort. Like, just look for a job and we'll, we'll hook you up. But you got to do some effort. So as soon as I was like, okay, apply to a job, they're like, okay, you're done. Good. We gotcha. That's what's the right thing you're supposed to do. You know, I told you, before, some things just work out. I got the lucky horseshoes in my butt. I saw a job, applied to it, got it, done. In and out in less than a day. Now it's just a matter of setting these goals for the podcast and setting these goals for the YouTube channel and setting goals for myself, I guess, for stand-up as well. My goal was to just get on stage at some point this year, so I, I got to do that. I got I to gotta get after it more often. But... That was a good little, that was a good intro. That was way longer than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if you guys like when I talk about the podcast, I'm currently doing it as I'm doing it. So I don't have, I have one story I want to tell today. It's a very prominent memory I have from Walmart. It's not a, it's not like a nightmare customer service story. It's more of a story about me 
and social awkwardness. And then we've got the diary once again. I was looking through it this morning and picked a couple couple entries that I wanna I'm gonna read out. One's a pretty cringy one and I'm not a fan of it. The other one is kinda, you know, good advice for now. It's it's I in the past I had some good ideas. So let's get into this Walmart story right now, and then after that you'll get to dive into my diary once again before we wrap up the episode. So let's move on. Do 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 so walmart was probably my first probably it was my first like real part-time job i had done before that i did a paper route which doesn't really count and speaking of paper routes uh i used to be babysat by one of my elementary school friends not his mom babysat me i didn't i didn't have my my friend my age babysitting me that would have been so embarrassing. But his mom was a babysitter, so like I'd just go after school and before school, just hang out at his house. We'd play video games and stuff. But he had a paper route. So every Tuesday and Thursday, mainly Thursdays, um, he would like have to spread out all the flyers, which is the worst part of a paper route. Sorting the flyers sucks. And he would you know spread the flyers around the kitchen. There's usually like 30 to 40 houses you have to deliver to. So you got to stack. Tuesdays is like 10 to maybe 10 flyers max. Tuesdays are very easy. There's not a lot of flyers in there. So you just, you know, set all the flyers in a line, boom, 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 into the paper, roll it up, elastic it into a bucket, you're good. You can make a paper in like 30 seconds. Thursdays though, you get like, you can get like 30 to 50 flyers. So there's a lot, a lot of, you know, picking and stacking, getting the right size flyers inside each other, then rolling it up into, it's like a thick paper by that point. And the bucket, you're looking at like, it could be like a minute or two per paper so I would always he would always ask me to help him and I always did like help the sorting you know he'd make one paper I'd be behind him making another and it'd be really quick you know half the time and then we go and deliver them and I never realized that he's getting paid for this and I was getting nothing I was there just free labor for him making these papers and doing this paper route I never got anything out of it he's always buying all these video games that he would let me watch him play he would go down and play GameCube and he's like yo just afforded 007 Agent Underfire, you want to watch me play this? I'm like, sure, yeah, that's awesome. I love watching people play games. I'd hate to play one myself. That was just a little side story about my child slavery. Um, and after Paper Root, my next job was at Future Shop. I was in electronics. Electronics, everything in Future Shop is electronics. I was the entertainment sales, like the DVDs, video games, and all that. And I was there for like three weeks before a manager came and talked to me. He's like, hey, it was great having you. We really rely on these seasonal employees. And I'm like, and what's that now? Seasonal employee? I was not aware this was a seasonal position. I thought I just worked for Future Shop full, like further as long as I wanted until I got fired. So that didn't last very long at all. That was just like a Christmas time gig. I made a couple bucks. No biggie. And then after that was... I guess the summer after that, I got my job at Walmart, part-time working in the electronics department at Walmart, the place to be. I had applied to be a cashier, but they since they saw that Future Shop, again, Lucky Horseshoes, they saw I worked at Future Shop in the past, like, hey, you got experience, we're going to give you a bit of a raise, and now you can work in entertainment, where you don't have to, well, it's like a different job, you don't have to just stand at a cash register all day. You get to wander around entertainment, stock the shelves, 
You can like chat with your coworkers. It was a way better job than being up front the cashier. I'd assume. I'd assume you get le- you deal with less people too. Uh, it was a pretty. It was honestly a pretty sweet gig for working at Walmart. I didn't mind it at all. Like the pay sucked. The hours they were pretty flexible with me. They initially had scheduled me, scheduled me stuff that like just did not work for my schooling. They start me at like three p.m. work until eleven. And I'm like, hey, I can't do that. I don't have a car to get here from school. School ends at 2.35. I'm supposed to get to Walmart by 3 and be on the floor. Like, there's just no shot. Uh, so I went and talked to my manager, and he changed all those shifts to, like, 6 to 10, which is a, a money shift because, A, uh, the store closes at 11. So I got out an hour early before it closes. Uh, and, B, I didn't have to start till 6, so I got to go home and eat dinner first. I was never, like, rushed right after school people uh the people there were always like they always asked me to stay till 11 though and i was like oh sorry i can't i got homework they're like well we can't just leave electronics empty and like why not it's a tuesday at 10 p.m who needs to buy a video game right now who's who's browsing the the tvs so that was a that was a dope gig but working in retail there is a lot of uh you know customer rapport you gotta talk to strangers you gotta cash them out you gotta make small talk all things that I'm not good at whatsoever. If a stranger starts talking to me, you know, I'm raised on stranger danger. I'm not supposed to talk to you. Right now, what you're doing is breaking my moral code. Strangers are dangerous, and the words you're saying could be harming me. So I don't want to talk to you. But they're paying me to talk to you, so I guess I guess I can let it slide this time. But to get around it, because I'm not good at small talk and just like freely talking, which, look at me now, really come a long way. I would uh, schedule out and like script the conversations in my head. So if I'm standing at the cashier, I I am standing at the cashier and there's a line of three people. I'm looking at every single person. Okay, this first guy, I'm going to hit him with a, hey, how's it going? Then he's going to hit me back. I mean, there's the standard interaction that we're all used to. Hi, hi, how are you? Good, you? Great, great. And then they pay for their stuff and they're gone. If you're cashing through electronics, you usually don't have a lot of stuff. There were f- some people that would bring cartloads of stuff through electronics because they knew there was never a line. Hated those people. They were the worst. Like, I don't have the same space as the cashiers at the front to stack all your stuff and all your grocery bags. I just got this little booth beside me that I can scan like a video game and take off the mag- magnet strip, and that's it. So don't go to electronics with a full cart of stuff. They'll hate you, especially if you have coupons. Don't be a coupon or electronics. These are life stories that I, I could save you a, a big heartache right now. Heed my advice. So you, you'd get a backup of a few customers, and I just I'd plan out. I'm gonna hit this guy. The hey's out going. A, hey, how's it going? He's gonna hit me back with like a, a good you, and I go, I'm well, thanks. So he's got a how's it going and a, a well, thanks. Next guy, I'm gonna hit him with a how are you, and then I'm gonna say I'm good you, or I'm good, and then. That's it. That's the conversation. That's the the four piece conversation. And the final guy, I'm gonna hit him with a, I don't know what another intro would be. This was this is why you have to plan it out because you can't just think on the fly like that. You gotta plan these things in advance. I'm gonna hit him with a, what's going on? Very relaxed. He looked like a relaxed guy. What's going on? And then when he says, how's it going? I'm gonna hit him with a can't complain. I like the can't complains. I remember I heard that once from a customer. I'm like, oh, I like that one. Can't complain. That sounds cool. That sounds tough. So 
I got my lines practiced out. Now all I do is just scan people out, rehearse my lines. They say their lines, and we're all good to go. And it was all going well. I hit guy number one. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Blah, blah, blah. He's gone. Guy number two. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. He's doing well as well. And he's like, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Moving on. Guy number three comes along. What's going on? Can't complain, you. Boom, immediate panic. He stole my line, he read my script, and my brain goes blank because there's no other words you can say in this scenario. He's already heard me use, I'm well and I'm good. What can I possibly respond to this? Because can't complain was my go-to. So just thinking quickly on my feet, I managed to scramble out a, nothing bad here, in a super, uh, you know, prepubescent teenage, well not pubescent midst of pubescent teenage boy voice nothing bad here was what i managed to scramble out might be the most suspicious answer to how's it going you could possibly say and now the guy's looking at me confused and concerned for me because it does sound like there's absolutely something bad going on here and i'm trying to contact you like when people call the police officers ordering a pizza i'm like hey man this is my code i need help He's like panic, like, oh my god, is there a guy under his counter right now just pointing a gun at his kidney? This poor kid is, he's in a holdup right now, and he's communicating to me that I need to help him. N- nothing bad here. I'm just paralyzed with fear. As soon as he said the can't complain, I knew I couldn't use it. He'd think I'm, I'm mocking him, and I didn't have a contingency plan. Nothing bad here. It's the kind of thing you say when you have a big hole in the ground, and you just cover it with a pile of leaves trying to catch a roadrunner. You stick it on a sign, nothing bad here, totally safe. This piece of cheese, totally untrapped. So the man just continues to make eyes at me for the entire transaction, and I'm just sweating bullets nervously, hoping that everything goes smoothly. I don't have to call a, a manager over to check him out or anything. You know, no error codes on the register. And then he just ends up leaving, glancing back at me on his way out, and just like myself and this just like myself in life, this story has no finish. That's a lot like my last story about being trapped in the upstairs. I just went about my day. Saw the next customer. Hey, how's it going? And, you know, that was it. Me and that man shared that moment. He probably never thinks about it, and I think about it every time I go to a Walmart. That's why I try to avoid them as much as possible, just in case he's there waiting for me to see what bad is going on. I'm not a very good storyteller. I gotta. That's why I gotta start telling more stories. Cause that was. I mean, spoiler. I actually had written that down in my my journal, thinking, "Oh, that's a that's a witty story. I could tell that story to people," and I just stumbled through it on a podcast. Imagine trying to tell that in front of people. But you got it, and you had to go through it. So we'll edit it and see where it goes. I think that was it for stories. That's all the the stories I had for this one, though. I think we'll uh, we can transition now into the. The thing everyone's been waiting for, Aaron's diary, the diary diving. Let's make a song right real quick. Mm, diary diving. Do do. Here's my diary. No, diary diving. Diary. Diary. Diary dive in. 
I'm just going to put a regular interlude as well, just so you get some little musical tonage. Give Ethan his uh, residuals. Do, 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 musical interlude. Ooh, okay. And where we got the diary open. Oh, I had two I wanted to read today. One's a little short, and the other one's a little longer, if you couldn't tell by that setup. The first one, I wish there were dates on these. They're all from high school. I know that for sh for certain. But so 2012, 2013-ish would be my best estimate. Uh, the first one is titled, I Want to Be dot, dot, dot. Which I think they're all actually told. I want to be something I've learned. Okay, no, only two of them are actually titled with the ellipses afterwards. So they must have been written, those must have been written pretty close to, to each other. I want to be, sorry. I want to be that special someone in your life. I want to be someone you text on a bad day because you need my comfort. Someone to brag to on a good day because I will share your excitement. Someone to talk to in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. Someone you feel comfortable sharing everything with because you know I will never judge you. Someone to sit with in silence because being together is all we need to be happy. I want to be on someone's mind all the time. I want to get a big smile and a hug when we see each other. I want to be cared about. Problem is, no one wants me to be that special someone. For now, I am just someone. Uh, no thank you. Editor here. What was that noise? I've never heard myself make that noise ever. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, no thank you incredible i i want that as my ringtone or something my text tone beautiful back to the diary i don't like that one i'm very um very self-deprecating very self-pitying i love to even now honestly i love to run myself a nice hot bath of self-pity and just soak myself into it really just sit in that for an evening yeah problem is no one wants me to be that special someone and there no the problem is you think that way about yourself and you have no confidence. I was thinking about this in the shower earlier today, being an hour ago before I recorded this. Um, which, maybe I should read the second one first, actually. Yeah, let me read the second one, and then we will look at these together as a pair. The second one was written two entries after that last one, so they must be pretty close to each other. Pretty close. I think they might be about the same person, actually. Um, yeah. This next one is called Something I've Learned, dot, dot, dot. 11, 8, p something I've learned, dot, dot, dot. 11, 18 p.m., Sunday night. What a strange thing I'm doing, sitting at my computer, and instead of wasting my time on worthless social networks, envying all the fun everyone else seems to be having, I'm raiding. It's not something new to me. I always seem to express my emotions in a more pure and clear form through writing. I usually only do this when I suffer some sort of heartbreak. The usual fall for pretty girl, she doesn't like me back, so I grumble and moan for a few weeks until I move on. This time it was different. At first I was devastated because I lost the girl by waiting an hour too long. I tried to convince her that I was the better choice, but my attempts failed and the other man prevailed. I spent the night upset, contemplating what I could have done differently. How if I had just told her how I felt I wouldn't be writing this? Remembering the warm embrace of her body as we cuddled on my couch watching a movie, Halloween Town, I believe it was. That wasn't written down. That was just 
from memory. Remembering the warm embrace of her body as we cuddled on my couch watching a movie, and I saw her in the corner of my eye occasionally glancing at me next to her with a twinkle in her eye. That twinkle was the spark. The spark is something I feel when I get really attached to someone. It's not something I feel with every girl I meet. It only happens with a select few, but those few are very special to me. They are the people who never seem to leave my mind. Even if I am over them, I still occasionally remember that feeling of when I was first with them and when I first felt that spark. The spark is a magical thing to me. It takes over my body and affects my thoughts, attitude, and presentation of myself. Everything I do becomes about them, making them happy, getting them to smile and laugh, impressing them or just listening. When my spark is lit, you will notice a difference in me if you have known me long enough. The problem is that spark has never turned into more than a spark. It eventually withers away, not by my choice. It begins to fade once the girl that lit it no longer feels the same. It's never completely gone, though. It remains there, and when I see them in the halls or online, it burns a little brighter, remembering what we once had. These sparks seem to be the source of my unhappiness in life. I am not depressed or unhappy with my life in any way. I've got plenty of friends. I'm somewhat fit. I'm quite intelligent, even though I rarely show it in my schoolwork. But even with all these things, there are those dim sparks burning inside me. They cause me to remember my mistakes, rethink how I could have done things differently, decisions I could have changed. All these thoughts plague my mind and bring me to a poor state of mind. All this being said, I woke up three, di- three days ago after my most recent heartbreak, in quotations, with a new thought in my head. Past is past. I can't change anything I've done before, so why relive it every day? No matter how many times I can imagine going back and telling her how I feel, it won't change anything now, so why burden myself with these thoughts? You can't alter the past, so you don't try to. Embrace the present. They call it the present because it is a gift you have been giving. Hate that. Way too cliche, Aaron. You can make your future whatever you want. It is unwritten no matter what anybody tells you. Stop living in the past and embrace the present. I wish I had realized this months ago and saved myself a lot of trouble. Hopefully someone will find this as helpful as I have. That one... There's, I mean, there's some things in it I don't like, but I do like that ending message. That was something I needed to hear um, today. Not to, Well, today and this week particularly. Stop living in the past and regretting those decisions you made in past relationships, how you could have done things differently to maybe change the opinion people have of you, change the thoughts of someone has on you and, you know, make them closer in your life. You can't, what's done is done. Can't change it. Dwelling on it just makes it way worse. I do appreciate that, Aaron. Appreciate you writing that for me, dog. But then there's other stuff that, so that second one was very less, uh, a lot less woe is me. Oh, pity me. Like the first one was, that, oh, I'm never going to be someone special with someone. I'm 17 years old and we alone forever. I can't believe it. This one this one shows a turning of me, a turning of my past, turning a new leaf. So I like that. I like that second one. That's why I wanted to read that one. And I think it's relevant information. I actually wrote something worthwhile in this diary. What else? I was, yeah, what else? I was thinking in the shower about uh, friend zoning and stuff. That was That's a very common term from high schoolers, which... I was on board with that term. I'm not gonna deny my my. Uh, I'm not gonna deny my cooperation with that term in the late 2010s, er, no early 2010s, high school years. Uh, but after I think later in my high school life, I realized that the friend zone is kind of a BS term. This uh, idea that oh she's only not pursuing a relationship with me because we're friends. 
and if for some reason we weren't friends we would actually be dating and be very happy friend zone is actually a great it's a blessing people it's a great thing having friends is amazing i experienced that this weekend i have a great group of friends and we had a great time and every looking back at every girl i have had a I've only had a relationship with one girl, but like, uh, had almost, you know, had mutual feelings with, or I had crushes on them and told them every single one of them. I'm still like, like if we ran into each other today, it wouldn't be weird and like awkward. It'd be like very friendly and like, Oh, Hey, like, what are you up to? How are you doing? And, you know, back then I was like, so upset that, Oh, they just want to be friends with me. That sucks. That's terrible. But now I'm like, dude, if they all want to be friends with you, you're probably a pretty rad person. You're doing something right. If not even just like females, but like everyone in general, I feel like I can, you know, pretty much have a casual conversation, pick up where wherever we left off. And there's not a lot of animosity from people in my past. So I'm doing like whatever way I'm living my life and treating people, I'm doing the right thing. You know, people want to keep me around in their lives. I think there's a lot of people with exes that they don't talk about and they want to forget about and they never want to see again. And I don't, I don't have that in my life. I'm very blessed that I have a bunch of people that want to spend time with me and want to know what I'm doing and even take an hour out of their day every week to listen to me just talking to this microphone and ramble. That's an incredible feeling. That's, that's an incredible treat I get to have in this life and hopefully I can create that with more people and make more friends and just keep expanding this pool of Aaron Air Out fans and listeners and more friends from that too. So those are my shower thoughts today. Friend zoning is good. Having friends is good. And the fact that people want to keep in touch with me even after what would be, you know, weird emotional, you know, it's weird kind of talking to someone after you've been vulnerable with them and emotional with them. And you kind of had that like shared you know, intimacy with them. It's weird to like look them in the eye after that and be like, you know, now we're just going to move on from that and just go to a lesser relationship. Just be, you know, friendly with each other. It's hard and I don't think a lot of people can handle it, but the fact that people want to try with you is a very good sign. So good for you, Aaron. That's me patting myself on the back. And if you, hey, you listen right now, think of some good things about yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back right now. Did you try new things today or this week? Have you been friendly to people? Did you do something nice today or this week? You know, everyone likes to look at what they're doing wrong and focus on the negative and put themselves down. But let's take a moment right now and think of what we've all done good. You know, this one, this pat on the back's for you. And I hope you just pat yourself on the back. Oh, this episode is not quite as long as the last one. I don't know if I should just keep trying to pull stuff out of my butt and get this out to the hour length or just, you know, call it at 50 minutes. What do you guys think? You don't think. You just listen. And it's all on me to keep talking. What if I just did a six-minute moment of silence? Okay, starting now. No, not going to do it. Not going to do it. That's that's cheap podcasting. That is cheating. And we're not about cheating here. We are just about putting in less effort than necessary. I really don't know what else I got for you, though. Oh, what else did I do? What else did I do? 
Nothing. Nope. After some thought, I realized I got nothing else to talk about. And rather than drag this out, I think we're just going to end it. So if you're hoping for something more, I'm sorry, but you have to wait till next week. Because if I keep talking now, that means next week's episode is going to be worse. Because I would have wasted the topics I just thought about on this episode rather than next week's. And we don't want next week's episode to be like 40 minutes. And then they get smaller and smaller until it is a seven-second podcast. So let's see if we can come up with a, a routine outro. Because my outros are so all over the place and bad. So let's do it live. Live on the mic. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to support me and what I do, please remember to subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform you're using, whether that be Spotify, Apple, or Google. Check me out on YouTube if you'd like to see some live action. Check me out on YouTube if you'd like to see some live action content and get to stare at my face rather than just my voice. You can find me at youtube.com slash Aaron the Brock. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media, I have an Instagram, Aaron Brocks. That is A-A-R-O-N-B-R-O-C-K-S. That is just my name, plural, on Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook. Don't know how that works for strangers, but if you can find my name on Facebook and it looks like me, send me a message and say, what's up? I like the podcast. You're doing great. Keep it up. Thanks, everybody. And have a great afternoon, evening, or morning. Take it easy, folks. How was that? Do you think I could repeat that every single time? I think I covered all my shout-outs. Um, let's try a different one. Let's try another one. Maybe a shorter one. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to follow and subscribe on whatever you... No. No. We're going to restart. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to support the podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you'd like to check me out on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash Aaron the Brock. And I'm on social media, facebook.com slash Aaron Brock or Instagram at Aaron Brocks. That is Aaron Brocks with an S. Take it easy, everyone. That one sounded pretty good. That was more condensed and, you know, I think I could easily say that more. But if I get any more social media, it's just going to get longer and longer. Maybe it's the cordial. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. And not shut myself out. I feel like the shout out is important. But if you're listening to this, you might have already found my Instagram. You probably did not find my Instagram, actually. You probably already found this on a podcast platform or on YouTube. So do I need to shout them out? No. Okay. Let's just try one more. Very professional. Crisp. Clean. And it's just going to scream, Aaron air out hey you did a great job listening to this podcast and i really think you're gonna do a great job again next week so be sure to tune in to Aaron air out every friday on spotify google and apple also find me on youtube at Aaron the brock take it easy folks Take what you learned and have a great day. Damn, it feels good to air out.